You're tired. Oh, yeah, I'm exhausted. Just need from, to like turn on my from the week. <laughs> it was an exhausting week, man. Yeah, man, yeah, for sure. Um, survival mode. Unexpected. I need a coffee. Unexpected and expected, I guess. I don't think this level of it was expected. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, if I had expected it, I probably would have bought more water from the grocery store and yeah, in a, a generator. And I would have bought a generator. <laughs> this is a big Sue Up podcast intro. But we're here. Yep, I think we made it. So, um, did you have a decent week? I did. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of back and forth for us, just making sure the little one was not too cold. So, trying to be anywhere we could with power or just warmth. I think that was the scary thing. Just trying to make sure the baby was all right, and he seemed to not be too phased by it. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think more than anything, it really played with my emotions and mental state really more than I thought it would Yeah, kind of realized how attached I was to things like power and you know internet and cell service and running water so yeah we played uh on Monday uh, first day of no power we, we just played cards we were playing war nice. <laughs> uh, Katie and I while Evelyn napped and um you know I <laughs> hadn't been used those cards once <laughs> until until Monday, so just had to find something to do. We never even played the board games. I think we just we just moved the couch next to the fireplace, and I don't really know what we did. I feel like I was just trying to solve little problem after little problem. Yeah, like okay, hey, we're running out of firewood. That needs. To be I, I will high go priority. to the forest. <laughs> I literally went to a forest and found um, some like rotten logs, and I saw this truck drive by literally right when I'm like at the edge of this random forest somewhere in Cyprus, and he's got a bed full of firewood <laughs> and i'm like waving my arms everyone's driving really slow because this is monday and so the roads are just ice yeah. and i'm like trying to flag him down and he doesn't see me and then this cop thinks i'm flagging him down and i'm like oh gosh like please don't bother <laughs> me sir um and he comes up and he's just like everything okay i'm just like yeah well, i wasn't no it's okay i wasn't trying to flag you down um go on your way please i'm not doing anything wrong and uh you know i'm just trying to sweet talk him and uh yeah i'm like hey c- you mind if i just forage some firewood from this here <laughs> yeah. forest from like, this here forest i'm like man we got baby at home he's freezing like we're kind of relegated to just sitting by the fire and that's it just trying to stay warm yeah. and he's like yeah that's fine that's fine i'm like all right cool so yeah did a lot of things like that you know it's like we need water let's find who's selling water mm-hmm. um no internet okay we can't call anybody okay go if we leave the neighborhood we can call my parents you know parents find out where they're using the internet to find where the water is <laughs> yeah. go there hope there's water um had to didn't have a lighter so i, I had to start our gas stove with a a striker uh, a, okay. flint, a flint striker and a knife successfully <laughs> oh, well, <there> you <laughs> so you know a lot of like just it kind of felt like survival mode um didn't really get to to do anything that was restful or relaxing until uh last night which uh why is that friday night so um exhausting man i'm exhausted over here excited that things are kind of getting back to i guess normal yeah for sure um so here we are um seal of podcast we're we're gonna be breaking down this last sunday's 
talk that Wes gave us about hope for your marriage. Yeah. And so seems like a really, really long time ago. Oh, I know. <laughs> it seems like forever ago. Um, man. So I love this passage. I love how Wes decided to read it. Um, cause I remember learning this uh, kind of when I first saw this passage back when I was in college and there was this like, I don't know, it was kind of normal at the time to talk about complementarianism and, and things like that. And yeah. so this was a hot topic passage back in the, uh, the early 2010s. And um, I love how it really starts off with submit to one another. It, it's kind of this like part that's framing the entire passage, you know, verse 21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Yeah. And so I think in my Bible at the time, the that verse 21 was under a different like heading. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's, it's like with the first half of chapter five, like in, in, the, in the NASB at least. Yeah. I'm sure and so a lot of others. I remember anytime I had this conversation, I would point to that verse because the little chapter headings, like that's not actually in the Bible. Like the original text is kind of just editors, modern editors saying, hey, this is kind of a, you know, we're going to put paragraph titles to kind of help you navigate it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember pointing that out and be like, see, this is, this is the really the starting verse of this whole section, yeah. you know, instructions for Christian's household or whatever the, the section was. And so <laughs> it says, hey, let's submit to one another out of reverence for, for Christ. And, you know, here's all the different ways. Wives submit to husbands, husbands submit to wives, yeah. you know, um, everybody submit to Christ. And so it really frames it in a nice way. And I'm so thankful that Wes pointed that out for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I mean, it is, it is tied to, uh, the, the cool thing that I was, I was looking at, um, in like in a, in a Greek translation is that verse goes with the paragraph of the next verse as well. And so even those, those, I guess you'd call them the editors of that one, um, put, put it together because it is, it is a, it does start out this whole section. Uh, there is a mutual, like all of it is under this premise of subjecting, uh, yourself to one another, you know, uh, yeah. it's mutual. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and read that definition that Wes gave us for submit. He said he heard it years and years ago. Um, it's a, an inclination to affirm and receive um, kind of leadership from one another. And so, um, I don't know. I think with the way that history has kind of had a tendency to for men to subjugate and kind of... Um, dominate and suppress women and even use the Bible to do so. Um, I think that can lead us to a place where this is a difficult passage to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I think for all of us, it's kind of going to be different too. Like my wife and, and our, like our marriage, like doesn't necessarily function in a way where, um, she feels this desire all of the time to, um, receive leadership from me. Like even spiritually, I think there are times where if I was expected to hold Rachel's, um, her salvation, like her spiritual growth, if I was supposed to hold that in my hands, like I'm, I'm definitely not cut out for that. You know, um, I'm not a man that she's striving to be like spiritually. I mean, that man is Jesus. And so there are Mm -hmm. definitely times where one of us is down or behind or struggling and the other one is picking up the slack. And so yeah. we definitely function in, in a little bit different way too, but yeah, I don't know. Well, not, and I love the idea of the, I mean, again, just with that whole, whole premise of subject, 
uh, he read on the ESV subject to, uh, to one another out of reverence for Christ. That there's this level of like being underneath each other, mm-hmm. even though even the word upatasso, uh, I mean, it means like it's under, like underneath. It has that kind of connotation. So I, it, it it reminded me of um, one the question which Wes at, asked at the end, which I think was great. Like, how can I serve mm-hmm. you? Um, but even, even I remember hearing Mark and Laura talk about a while, I mean, it's been a while, but they're like, we want to out serve each other. You know, want to be yeah. almost like, I want to be underneath you to do what I can to raise you up. Yeah. You know, and there's that sense of like, you're always getting lower and lower and lower to, to lift the other person up. It's not like you're trying to elevate yourself and put them way underneath. And, and, and I love that. Um, just yeah. that whole idea that we are to subject each other, to submit to one another in specific ways. Um, uh, even Wes saying <laughs> like, uh, guys get out in out of her verse, you know, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, like this isn't for you to, uh, hold it over someone in particular. And I think what's also really important is this is specifically to married couples. This isn't to say all women are True. all underneath all men or anything of that sort. Um, it's specifically talking to a, a, a relationship, um, in this, in this context, you know? Yeah. I do definitely want to come back to the outs of each other. Um, I've been meaning to put like a tagline on the end of this podcast that kind of just says something along the lines of like, you know, what we're saying here doesn't necessarily reflect, you know, the opinions and beliefs of community of faith or or even Mark and Laura, Um, because we have a, a uniqueness on staff where we're not forced into all believing the same thing. I mean, there's certain things that we would consider kind of convictions where it's like, yeah, everybody on staff is going to believe uh, that Jesus is God, for example. Yeah. Um, but outside of the big convictions, I think there's a lot of freedom for us to um, believe what we're, you know, what we're, uh, I don't know, um, opinions and yeah. like stuff like that, like yeah. s- simpler things, things that really just don't matter as much. Well, yeah. Well, and, and I would say to that even, I mean, I think what's hard is there's a lot that's, you would say is gray that we read about in, in the Bible yeah. where it, it could be taken in a couple ways because it's, it's all the books are written to, they're to different culture, different people, right. different time, you know? And I think even thinking that, like, that's one thing I've really appreciated about here is it's, Hey, let's like, let's rally around the essential beliefs that we have. The ones that we're mm-hmm. like, this is like, like Jesus, God, like what, what's the purpose of the church? Those kinds of things. But let's have conversation about the rest, you know, right. and, and let that healthy discussion happen. Um, but, but, but not be so focused on the ways that we're different, that we miss the point that we can be brought yeah. together, you know, in unity, having these conversations, being right. willing to be changed by what someone has yeah. to say. So, so I say that, um, I kind of preface that because I think me, having studied this verse for a while, like I think I I arrive at a different place and even Wes does um, to where, and a lot of people, I don't see this as something where we should like get into the weeds of the semantics of this word versus that word. Oh, submit to your wives uh, or submit to your husbands and love your wives. And I know that's, that's kind of the direction that you always hear it going. And that's even the direction that Wes went. Um, So, you know, if you're like me, I I think there's, there's, like something to be learned from that study, the study of this passage like that. I think it can help a lot of people um, understand this, like um, wives understand what it looks like to submit. Husbands understand what it looks like to, to lay your life down for your wife. Um, but I think for me personally, if you, if this message didn't land anywhere relevant or helpful for you, this might help. I think for me it, um, and I'm a feminist. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. Um, I, 
I, I think Paul might have been a little bit more flippant when he was writing this than I don't think he was like, mm, what verb should I use for wives? Mm, what verb should I use for husbands? I think that's that the verb and love and submit and uh, sacrifice, all of it is kind of wrapped up in the verse 21 where it's like submit to each other, um, which is where West landed. And so I just, I think that it's kind of like, Hey, wives love, love and submit to your husbands, husbands love and submit to your wives. Like, I don't, I don't really just don't believe that Paul was going to be like, yeah, they need to like 2000 years from now, they need to be picking apart these verbs and like defining them and stuff. And so I look at this whole passage as a Christ came here to serve, you know, the son of man came to, to, to serve and not to be served. How can we be like Jesus in like our most important relationships with our children, with their parents, with their wives, with their husbands? And so, I mean, uh, that just kind of goes back to what I said earlier, where it's like, man, I want to give life to my wife. Um, I don't want to suck anything out of her. Like, I just want to be a spring of life for her, not a leech. And I want her to do the same for me. And so if we're both leeching life off the other person, this is something that Mark has taught me, um, if you have two people who are being leeches, like draining energy and, and love and just life out of each other, then you're both going to be just end up empty. But if you're both giving life to each other, you're both going to end up full. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, I, I think that's, I think you, you bring up a really good and important thing for us to remember. And it's that like, this is why you read and study yourself too. You know, you don't just take whatever word you may hear somewhere from. Yeah. Some and I'm not online, saying that you know? I've got it right in that. Oh, sure. I, I did. That's just how I've read this for the last few years. And it, for better, or for worse, like this, this probably isn't, you know, this probably doesn't make sense, but like r- understanding it that way does align with like how, like what I believe about, uh, about humans and stuff. And so I'm not trying to, to read my, my auxiliary beliefs into scripture. Um, mm-hmm. but that it's just is what it is at this point for, with this verse. So, yeah, 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 for sure. And, uh, yeah. Again, I mean, I think that's why we get to we get to read it, discover it, and see what it says, and have those conversations. Um, yeah. It may arrive uh, a little differently, but again, I, I do think with the whole premise in verse twenty one, it says, "Do these things to one another, um, uh, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ." And so, it's really for us to to do this for each other to each other. So, um, I, th- I, th- I think that's so important um, to, to to even think about uh, even even this idea of that submit um, the inclination to affirm and receive leadership and and then and then and then Wes went on to um, describe sacrifice. Um, he said to mm-hmm. lay aside oneself while leveraging uh, strength for um, specifically for the wife's benefit. You know how we can regardless of where we find ourselves, uh, in our relationships, even if we're not married, you know, um, if we're single, uh, to, to figure out how do we submit to those around us? How do we sacrifice for those around us? How do we be Christ-like in that way? And, and I think even, even one thing to be encouraged by, um, uh, is that there's a, there's a sense that even as Jesus came, you see him raising up like the least of these, whoever might've been oppressed in a society, women being one in that, mm-hmm. in that culture and society raises them to two points of value, um, that they hadn't been seen in that culture, you know? And I think that's for all of us. Um, but again, seeing how can I submit uh, to those around me that I have to submit to that I need to that, um, uh, in a, in a respectful manner, um, whether it's a, a boss or, 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 or whatever it may be, but also to sacrifice, um, to be Christ-like in that, you know, 
um, OS used a long word, sanctification. That's being more like Christ uh, as we as we continue on that journey, um, and that's so important, you know. And I agree. I think sometimes we get in the weeds a little too much on a specific word, and we're like, "Oh, this is everything," you know. And we kind of miss the point um, yeah. of 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 the bigger picture of what's of what's going on there. Here we see, like, let's be like Christ in the way we are with other people in our relationships. Yeah. I think there are times, especially like times of big decisions or crisis where like my wife is going to naturally just kind of who she is kind of default to me because she's very passive. Um, (laughs) And when it comes to like making decisions, most of the time, that's not to say that she can't, um, but she's a peacemaker. Um, She wants everybody to be happy. And so the danger in that is like, for me to use that and abuse that, um, to manipulate her to get my way. And so, um, yeah, but she's a really strong woman and, you know, for the sake of her, like, I, I just, I I can't, I think people take complementarianism and they, you know, they, they take it to the extreme of, you know, wives are not going to be the spiritual leader of the household or, you know, they're the the weaker vessel and this and that. And I just think that I just see so many women at COF who are the spiritual leaders of their household. And if they weren't strong and um, just fervent in pursuing Jesus and leading their family to Jesus, um, their families wouldn't, wouldn't be in church. And they wouldn't have a relationship with Jesus. And so um, I'm glad that they, aren't using the Bible to be even more passive and kind of say, well, my, if my husband's not going to lead us to Jesus, then we're not going to be there. And so I love that. It's super encouraging to me when I see that. Um, I think that's just the reality of like where we're at as a society. I think the way that work has really captured, um, the, the man, the typical man in a, in a really unhealthy way, um, has kind of led the weekend to be, at this time of football and NASCAR golf and rest to where God just isn't a priority. And I think typically, and obviously this isn't for everybody, but I feel like I see a lot of this in in our suburban culture. A lot of women are the ones quote dragging the husband to church or, you know, getting the kids in church. And so I love that. Um, And I think it's just a, it's just a swing in our society. That's, it's probably been happening for years. And I don't say that to, encompass everybody it's not a blanket statement but it's just something i've really picked up on yeah i think it says something about women but i also think it says something about men to where you should have a lot of men who for whatever reason are rather apathetic about about growing in their relationship or growing in their their family and their relationship with with jesus and so yeah. um i do think that's that's an opportunity for both women and men to step up yeah um, yeah but, absolutely yeah, and that's what that's what I loved about how Wes even laid out this whole thing. One, incorporating verse twenty one to make it central, but then starting with like this is a mutual, and then ending with that question: um, What can I do to serve you? That's not for one to the other; that's for everyone um, to ask each other. You know, how can I serve you? Um, Did you ask that question at all to Katie this week? I didn't. I forgot about it uh, until uh, this, and so I'm going to do that whenever I get home today. Um, Rachel and I did it a bunch, actually. Because I, I, I did not. We just <laughs> had passed my mind with the story, <laughs> to be honest. We, um, no, we did it a bunch, actually. So thank you, Wes, for kind of leaving all of us with that practical step. I love the practical. Okay, like, this is all true, Wes, but, you know, how do I implement it into my life? And 
there was a lot of it actually. How can I serve you? And even we would joke around it with it some too, but I mean, we were doing favors for each other all week because one yep. person is like very cozy by the fire. Um, <laughs> our, uh, our, our thing is like waiting for the other person to get up and then like while they're up, like, Hey, while you're up, could you, um, uh, like you're waiting on it? Like yeah. wait until someone gets up. But you know, like it, it was on my mind a lot this week, you know, we had to, uh, you know, refill the toilets cause we didn't have water. So, um, I felt like I was, I got a lot of opportunities to kind of be the family hero. Um, and it's fun. It was, it's cold and it's exhausting, but, um, it was fun. Rachel woke up early this morning and like, we finally have water again. So she like did a ton of laundry and did a bunch of dishes and I, she brought me the baby and we just cuddled in bed and I woke up, like got up and I was like, Oh my gosh, you did all this stuff. And you know, I got to thank her and got to praise her for those things. And so, um, but yeah, we, we did ask the question a few times of each other. Um, the jokingly was, I have this tendency to like, like if we're watching a movie or show late, I just want to sleep on the couch. If I get tired, I'm just like, please let me sleep on the couch. <laughs> um, and she always makes me get up and go to bed. And so, you know, I said like, how can you serve me? And she told me and I was like, okay, you know, I'll like I'll let the dog out and, you know, get the house ready for bed. And then I'm waiting for her to ask back, you know, like yeah. giving her batty eyes and stuff. And she's like, what? And I'm like, well, aren't you going to ask me back? And she's like, how can I serve you? And I was like, you can let me sleep on this couch tonight. <laughs> oh, she was like, no. <laughs> nope. So, but I think it's a yeah. great question to um to add to your vernacular, to add to your vocabulary um, and have it be part of the commonplace conversation in a marriage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I need to, I need to do that. We, uh, we dropped the ball this week, so... Um, we did serve each other a lot and all the things we had to do. Um, but still, I think specifically asking the question, not just assuming is, is really important. Um, cause it is, it is a, it is a lot of giving of yourself, um, in, in a marriage in a good way, you know, but yeah, uh, that's, that's part of it. Um, and so I loved that on both ends of the entire thing, it's like, hey, we're going to dive into this, and this can be a controversial topic where people are going to feel very different about it in a lot of different ways. Um, doesn't mean we can't be on the same page, can't have a healthy conversation about it. Yeah. Because um, I certainly, um, I certainly have have thought on both sides of it. You know, uh, over my time of 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 looking at this passage and. And really what it comes down to is let's have, have those healthy discussions, but let's not miss the point that the, the whole idea is that we want to uh, submit to each other as we are to Christ, whatever way that looks like, yeah. um, to become more Christ-like in what we do and how we are in our actions toward each yeah. other, specifically in a marriage relationship um, with our spouse, if we're, if we're married. If we're not, um, to see what we can do with those close relationships we, we have in our lives, uh, you know, because there's something for us to learn there, too, uh, and grow this, even though it's specifically addressed to husbands and wives doesn't mean it has to only be, um, you have to be in that context to have any sort of, uh, something you can do as an action step. You know, you can still ask that question. What can I do to serve you? Yeah. Um, even if you're not in that. And so, yeah, I agree too. Like, I think there's two, two more places where I'd like to, to kind of go on this episode. Like one of them being like, Hey, what if like our marriage is kind of on the rocks like we're at our wits end and then the other is kind of like we're not married yet um you know how much i've gotten this question before too just in some premarital counseling i've done some younger couples like how much should our current relationship look like marriage um so um let's tackle that second one first i guess um 
you know, we're, we're dating, we're engaged, we just got married, you know, how do we start bringing these things into our relationship? Um, any insight? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a great opportunity I'd, I'd point you to is uh, something called Merge, if you mm. haven't seen anything about it. Merge. Um, it's, a, it's a premarital discipleship ministry. It's an opportunity just to really set your, your marriage up on the right on the right way. Or if you just got married and you didn't do anything like that, it's still helpful. You know, it's not like there's a there's a flip switch once you're married. It's like everything's different. Now, you know, I mean, in some ways, yeah, because you're married. But at the same time, there's still some valuable information to to learn. And so that's something that happens. Uh, it's actually s- starting on March fourth. It's on Thursday evenings via Zoom um, for a couple hours, where you get a you get to be with a mentor couple uh, that just wants to help you, you know, be a resource for you even after the eight weeks. So it's eight weeks long on Thursday evenings. Uh, for more information about that, you can go to the website cof.church. You'll see it if you scroll a little bit. You'll see it on there. But it's just. If that's where you're at, like, how do I start? I don't even know what to do. Um, that's a good spot because you're going to have a lot of uh, practical ways, uh, things that you can do to, to start your marriage off right, you know? Yeah. Um, even if even if you're dating, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, try it. You know, there's no specific commitment yeah. to say, oh, well, after you finish this, you have to get married, you know? Right. Um, it's But do that so you can see what it, what it really looks like. Right. You know? That's, see if that's a even, great opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've... Uh, I think I've heard of uh, of people even going to premarital counseling when they're dating and then they're kind of realizing all of the issues that they're going to have to work through if they want to stay in a relationship. So I, I think premarital counseling is like, even if you're dating and you can just call it couples counseling if you want, um, I think it's absolutely crucial to to understanding what you're getting into and, and getting some of the difficult questions out on the table that you might not even know exist. Yeah. Um, well, even, even after, I mean, just having a couple you can go to, you can look to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that for Katie and I, like we still go to the couple we did premarital counseling with, um, mm-hmm. if something comes up, you know, cause there are, there are people, <laughs> you know, they know everything about us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's, 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 it's great for us, you know, even, even after the fact, hmm. even after we finish something like that. So, yeah. And I think too, like, uh, even to answer that question, it's kind of like when we look at this Ephesians passage and like, let's say you're engaged or you're dating, like. I think the more your relationship starts to look more and more like a marriage, um, I think that's healthy. You know, I think we all want to cross like boundaries physically and things like that. But, um, you know, like I would love to see more young couples flirting with the lines, you know, when it comes to this, when it comes to loving each other, like Christ, like let's, let's flirt with those boundaries instead of the physical boundaries. Um, that's good. Just to build that habit earlier. Um, and not try to, okay, we're married. We go on the honeymoon. Everything's great. And then get back and like, all of a sudden, like, wait, I have to be selfless. Like, <laughs> yeah. wait, I have to put you before myself. Minute. I've never done this before. And I'm so my, my natural, like instinct, my entire life has been to put myself first. Like it yeah. just has been, you know, when you're hungry, you eat, like when you are bored, you do what you want to do. Yeah. And marriage changes all of that, you know, entirely. And so I would, I would encourage that couple to jump in with even with this same, you know, action step of like, find out how you can serve your partner, um, sure. your, your fiance, your fiance, you know, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Um, let's, um, let's go here. Like what, what if a, what if a couple is, you know, they're, they're just really, really struggling right now. Um, all of the, all of the pressures of life, the fights, all of it, whatever's going on. Um, you know, 
maybe you get to a place where you hear this this kind of tagline, hey, we're supposed to ask each other how we're supposed to serve each other, and like we tried it out, and it's just not working. Um, it just turns into a fight somehow. Um, what would you What would you recommend for for that? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there is a level of, uh, you know, utilizing something like professional counseling too. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a great opportunity just to walk through that together. I know that uh, that there's there's great v- value in having someone just help walk through and process those things if you're not able to do it on your own. Uh, and so that's where I'd point, um, and then continue to, I mean, do the things that you don't necessarily want to do that are going to draw you uh, close close to God in your relationship. Like read yeah. the Bible together, pray together. Yeah. Um, even if things are difficult in that time, in that moment, making those steps, taking those steps, uh, even when it's hard, go a long way. Yeah. Uh, so I I'd recommend I, that. Um, even, even if, if you wanted to reach out to the counseling center here, uh, that's, I know that, I know that that would be helpful for some, you know, so whatever that looks like for you, don't be, don't be afraid or embarrassed. You know, that's, I would say, uh, I would say that everyone should have counseling, um, in some way, shape or form. Cause we all, we all have junk we're working through, you know, Absolutely, um, it's helpful for us. I think the, uh, the taboo and stigma against counseling is like, it's, we've come a long way in the last 20, 30 years, um, to, to kind of break that down. I think there are a lot of people who still probably feel like, you know, I don't need help. I don't need to shrink. Um, yeah, it's a, you, you do. Um, but B it's just, it's not like that. Um, having gone to therapy myself, um, I can, yeah, say it's for everybody. It just is. It's, it's healthy and helpful no matter where you're at. Um, yeah. And then when we're, when Rachel and I are in a fight, like for me, what, what I do like mentally, like I visualize kind of, Hey, like, like putting the weapons down. It's my, my words are the weapon. Right. Mm. Um, but I'm going to drop the weapons. I'm just going to drop them and like take a pause. I think counseling is a great way to like kind of force that into happening because the therapist isn't going to, it isn't going <laughs> to let it happen. It's going to let you get away with it. And so, um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, let's uh, let's wrap this here. I think uh, I think we have a lot to to work with and a lot to work on in our marriages. I think this is just a start. Um, this is such a big part of who we are. Uh, are the, those closest to us and our relationships to them? So, won't be surprised if we come back around to this in a few months. Um, at community of faith, I think that uh, healthy homes. If we're talking about having hope for our home. I think healthy homes kind of start with healthy marriages in a lot of ways. And so I think that's kind of the the cornerstone of a family unit. And so, um, yeah. If you have any questions um, about today's episode or even about this last sermon, please reach out. You can you can email me at jacobj at church. And then if you are, today's Saturday when we're recording this, if there's any immediate needs that you have, food, water, um, things like that, please, please, please reach out to us. Um, there's a, a, you can submit kind of a, an email on the website and our, uh, our prayer team, our missions team, they're kind of coordinating these, uh, relief efforts. Um, we'll get in touch with you. And, uh, so please let us know. And, uh, thanks for listening in. We love you. We'll see you soon. Adios. Adios.